The Start On Demand. On demand. Have you ever taken a sick day when there was nothing physically wrong with you, i.e. for your mental health? We spoke a lot this morning about mental health and the workplace. And is the culture changing to allow for more time off to take care of your mental health? Nurses are bracing as the third wave numbers continue to rise. We spoke to the president of the Manitoba Nurses Union. The Couch Potatoes assembled. Jeff Braun joined the three of us to have a chat about how we miss going to the movies. And with Mother's Day around the corner, one more topic on moms. We talked about our favorite movie moms. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, May 7th podcast for The Start. McGarry McNabb, reminder that we give away our Celebrate Mom with Namath Diamonds $500 grand prize coming up at 9.15 today. Once again, our four qualifiers were Michelle Trudeau, Janine Pastaka, Sandy Gregory, and Karen Duran. So it could be one of you who will earn that. Well, it's earn, it's random. I think we didn't. Anyway. That's coming up at 9.15, LOL. And in our next segment, we're going to continue to celebrate mom by talking about your favorite movie mom. So you can text us, who is your favorite movie mom and why? And if you've got a link like to a YouTube video or something, even better. In the yeah, meantime, speaking of which, sorry, Brett, I'm sending you some audio that needs a beep. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, this mom has a few beeps in her life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will see what I can do. On that, in the meantime, we want to continue the conversation, uh, Greg, on mental health as it pertains to the workplace. Well, you know, how did I put it the other day? Your sore brain is as important or critical to your state of being as your sore back. And so I know in my time as a boss or manager, supervisor, had people call in sick to work for a variety of different reasons. And I don't know if I ever had anybody actually call it a mental health day or a day where they just, you know, felt like they couldn't cope. But I, I think I would have, and I would hope that I would have the same approach to that as I would have if somebody had hurt their back, uh, whether it was at work the day before or maybe doing something in the evening, uh, and which meant that they weren't going to be their top shelf self, that they were going to be somebody other than who we expect them to be uh, at their job. And so I think that's the reason, Loren, that most of us call in sick for work. It's because uh, the sniffles have turned into something more or uh, an ache or an injury has flared up and it's not going to allow us to perform our work. And I don't know why that would be any different with uh, your 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 brain not working as well as it ought to and if if it's getting in the way of of the way you would perform your duties then i don't think there's any question it's a sick day yeah the the challenge is calling in saying that and what are you saying and what are you required to say and what does your boss or your employee suspect from you and at 8.37, we're going to talk to a mental wellness expert who who's with Canada Life and just about the idea of how we need to have better conversations in our workplace. And I was curious, I was asking out loud the other day, 
do you think that maybe, and it's hard to see any silver linings in this pandemic, particularly now as we it, it gets even heavier in this third wave and we're we're going to hear so much more in the days ahead about our hospital system and our nurses are stressed and they can't just be calling in, in sick and, and probably want to on the days when just it's getting too heavy. But I was wondering, you know, because we're all sort of in this now, we're all feeling so many things, whether you lost your job or you have had to lay off people or your business that's struggling or your business that's closed or you're stuck at home or you haven't seen your family or your kids aren't going to school or remote learning. Like the list is huge, right? And so we're all in this. And I was wondering that if the gift, is there a gift out of this pandemic that because we're all recognizing the struggle that maybe we'll be able to more readily admit the struggle in the days and weeks and months post-pandemic? And and has your boss even said to you, and I know our company's been really great at saying, like, take a break, go for a walk, find the time for yourself. If you need time, let us know, like, be honest with your feelings. And so where are we with that? Is that working for you in your workplace? Because we know that there are places that, Brett, that people can't even get a sick day for physically not being well or needing to go get that COVID test, let alone the mental day. But it was a few weeks ago with you guys that I woke up came downstairs and I I was exhausted. I hadn't slept in days. There was all this stuff going on and I couldn't do it. And I texted you to say, guys, if you don't mind, I'm I'm sitting out today. And that was the hardest text I've ever sent to a workplace in my entire career. Because not because I thought you guys would judge me, but I'd never said that before. I wasn't ill in the yes, physical sense. No, you I were. know. Not in the way that I've come to know it, though, right? And so uh, sitting there, I'm yes. thinking, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not lying to them. I'm not going to say to you guys, I have the flu, or you know, the classic uh, food poisoning. <laughs> Lots of people like to throw out a food poisoning, and we used, to, I used to work with a guy where I was like, "Are you? What are you eating? You're like getting food poisoning once a month." But maybe he just <laughs> needed a day, right? But he had to say something because you felt this expectation to say something, and I didn't want to lie to you, and I just said, I, "I'm not. I haven't slept. It's been a struggle." If you don't mind, I'm sitting this out. And you guys were great about it. But man, I can't tell you how hard that was to say. It shouldn't be hard. And that's, uh, if, if if there's any message out there, for take it from somebody who's struggled and battled these things uh, for years and years. And there is a, trust me, uh, in my previous life, there was a tipping point with regard to how much understanding there was, just like I think there's a tipping point with regard to people that have physical uh, injuries. Uh, the prescription might be exactly the same for a sore back as it is for, we'll just call it a sore brain for lack of better terminology, right? Rest, maybe some heat, some therapy of some sort. And once it gets to a couple days or three days, there's lots of places that ask for a sick note. And I don't think that's unreasonable either. So, okay, so here we are. We're in, in day two, day three of this. What are you doing to to fix it? And I think it's the same thing that would be asked if you, you had a bad ankle as it would be if, you know, things are just not going the right way for you mentally as well. So uh, there, there's also, I think, Brett, uh, uh, needs to be an understanding that there's a responsibility for you to grab a hold of that situation and convey to your employer, hey, this is where I've been at. I've been at it for a month and this is the first time I'm saying it. I've been at it for a week and this is the first time. Here's my plan to get back to where I need to do. So there, 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 it's not just a, a carte blanche, uh, you know, get out of jail free card. I just want a day off. That's not, that's not what anybody's suggesting here. 
Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We have been celebrating mom all week, and today we want to talk about movie moms. Who is your favorite movie mom? Text us, 204-780-6868. And if you've got a story that you can attach to that somehow, that'd be cool too. So, Greg, why don't we start with you? Because I, uh, well, every time I go back to this particular film, it always makes me smile. Yeah, it's it's a gooder. It's a little twisted because of the plot of the movie, but this is a slam dunk for me. Mom? Is that you? You're there now. Just relax. You've been asleep for almost nine hours now. Yeah. Horrible nightmare. June <laughs> and I went back in time. It was terrible. Well, you're safe and sound now, back in good old 1955. 1955. You're my mom. You're my mom. My name is Lorraine. Lorraine Bates? Yeah. But you're, uh, you're so, uh, you're so thin. Just relax, Calvin. You've got a big bruise on your head. my pants over there on my hope chest <laughs> so this has nothing to do with my mom it just has everything to do with leah thompson and let's just leave it at, leave it at that okay <laughs> <laughs> jeff ron <laughs> uh, my pick is um well it's forrest gump's mom what's my destiny mom you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself. Life is a box of chocolates, Forrest. You never know what you're gonna get. She always has some great advice just sitting in the chamber, and of course, uh, we know she's uh, you know willing to go that extra mile for her son's education. Good pick, good pick. Two good picks so far, Jeff Fortier. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. Kevin. That, that's <laughs> all. That's all I got. <laughs> 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 Want to hear it again? Sure. Okay. Uh, one more <laughs> Anyways, Home Alone. You know, always watch this movie with my mom. Every single Christmas, we have to watch it. But, you know, it's also, she she does everything trying to get home to Kevin or trying to find Kevin in New York City. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, got to give her dedication for that. That's a good one, man. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. She is one of the, the quintessential moms in cinematic history. Cam Poitras, you? Uh, well, I had to choose Tommy's mom from Goodfellas. Well, he came in, you came in. I figured, you know, you know I'm, I'm so happy to see him. Look, go inside, make no, yourself no, comfortable. No, 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 I'll no, make you something to eat. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. No, I can't sleep. Not while he's home. No, I haven't seen him so long. No. I want to see him. This stuff is great, but it's like lead. So oh, tell me, tell me, where have you been? I haven't seen you. I haven't even, you haven't even called or anything. Where have you been? Well, Mom, I've been working nights. And? Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. I love you. I want to be with you. I just love that last line. I love you, mom. I want to be with you. I say that to my mom all the time, too. And, uh, yeah, just the classic mother's guilt being pushed on him. And, uh, and yeah, Martin Scorsese's uh, mother actually playing that role, too. So just Oh, really? Perfect, yeah. 
Oh, wow, I did not know that. That's cool. Uh, Loren, which way do you want to go here? Well, I'm going to play the first one I've got in there. This is from the movie, and it's only because I remember seeing this with my friends in theater, and, and I can't wait to get back to theater if we can get there someday. And this is a movie that had us all leaving the theater after and each of us calling our moms, going home mm. and immediately calling our moms. It's from One True Thing, and Meryl Streep is uh, with terminal cancer, and her daughter comes home to care for her, and of course that leads to all sorts of really intense conversation. And I think of this all the time now, raising my own boys if i knew that you would be happy i would close my eyes now i would it's so much easier to be happy my love it's so much easier to choose to love the things that you have and you have so much instead of always yearning for what you're missing or what it is you're imagining you're missing choose to love the things that you've had first of all great advice and then secondly now you know when you're raising your kids you think that's really it it's so simple but that's all you want for them is for them to be happy and so that i on we i uh i might have to go and call my mom right now brett to be honest that's where i'm at it makes me i i, I love that movie and i guess for me would it be all right if i just simply said stifler's mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was wondering if anybody would go down this road. <laughs> so text us, who's your favorite movie mom? 204-780-6868. We've had some great picks so far. But again, no prize attached to the texting today because at 9.15 we are going to give away that $500 gift card for Namath Diamonds as we celebrate mom. In the meantime, Mr. Fortier. I'm switching up the music. Ah, look at that. He's going with Stacy's mom, Greg, because it's <laughs> hustler time. <laughs> the scotch broke their... Scotch, sorry. Stifler's mom loved her scotch. I'm just saying you got oh, any scotch. Yes. Finch got a single malt scotch. 18, aged 18 years, just the way I like it. <laughs> I still say the bugle is an underrated snack. Uh. Oh, gosh. No, don't start this again. It's the worst. It is the worst. I can't even be like, oh, I hear your side of the coin. You know, I, I respect your opinion. I don't. It is. It should be. Had a potato, a potato chip machine that was broken and just started spitting those out instead of proper potato chips or something. Yeah. All they had left was stale bread or I don't know, like old <laughs> shreddies. And they're like, what else can we turn this into? People like the sh bugle shape, don't they? No, they don't. And let's uh, not add any flavor to it. Great. I just bought, uh, I bought some nacho cheese uh, bugles a couple of weeks ago. They were delightful. They were even. delightful. I can't even. <laughs> I look forward to the day we can all gather again and I, you have a, everyone over Brett or something and there's just bowls of different flavored bugles around. <laughs> I will do well, that just for you. Well, at least the bugle snack is better than Forte's use of the bugle. So oh, come on we can now. agree on that. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, come Forte. On. You know, you would have thought in the pandemic you'd have a lot more time to practice your musical instruments and yeah. crack down on this. Let's I, go. I, got, I got no excuse. There, <laughs> you, really there you go. Admitting the problem is halfway to recovery, my friend. So Jeff so Jeff Forte's awful music means Jeff Braun is here, co-host of the Couch Potatoes. Hello there, Jeff. G'day, g'day. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question right after I play this clip. This is from A Quiet Place Part Two. And if you're not familiar with A Quiet Place, came out a few years ago, scary movie set in a world where 
the 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 world has been essentially taken over by these monsters and they hunt via sound so if they hear you they come for you and you die so if you're still alive you basically have to live in silence and it was brilliant it was amazing it was written directed and uh, starred john krasinski aka jim from the office and his wife emily blunt it was magnificent and the sequel is finally coming very exciting to be able to come back to the theaters and see A Quiet Place 2 because it was always designed for a theatrical experience. It's a horror movie. You want to watch it in the dark. Jump and leap and gasp together. I'm really excited for you guys to see it. So the name of this promo, the title was The Wait Is Over. So I was watching and waiting to say to see when are they going to release this because it was supposed to come out like in March or April of 2020, but of course, pandemic. So they pushed it to September and then they just kind of pulled it indefinitely. Uh, so I was waiting to see, okay, is this going to be in like June, July, August, maybe September? No, May 28th. So the wind immediately came out of my sails because that's not going to happen here. Uh, first of all, Jeff, did, uh, you don't like scary stuff. Did you ever happen to watch A Quiet Place? I did not, and you're right. I don't like scary stuff. My girlfriend does, and she wanted to see it, and I kept uh, coming up with silly excuses or uh, making up. Oh, no, we have to go see this other one. I need to see it for the couch potatoes, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah, anything to <laughs> not have to see A Quiet Place. But it's been so long since I've been to the movies. If I could go see A Quiet Place Part 2, Tonight, I would, even though I haven't seen the first one. Really? You, oh, yeah. The, you miss going to the movies I, that bad? I do. And I like in the well, the trailer for this that came out like a year and a half ago where there's that shot of the, the alien coming out of the bus that's been running out of control in downtown of wherever they are. That looked really cool. And I was like, oh, I'd go see that. Yeah. I just have to close my eyes a lot. That's all. So I know that obviously the couch potatoes go to uh, a few more movies than you guys, but Greg... Um, when movie theaters do reopen, is that an experience that you're looking forward to? A hundred percent I am. I was talking to the boys about this and uh, Marvel put out that montage of Marvel movies last week and uh, just, you know, basically saying, can't wait to see you back at the theaters. Yeah, there are some, you know, for as big of a TV as you might have in your basement or your family room and as good as the sound system might be, uh, not nearly as good as what they've got at Landmark or, or some of the other cinemas in town. So yeah, I cannot wait because it's totally immersive and you just get lost. There are some movies that are not worthy of going to the theater. So many that are, and I can't wait. And I think, yeah, it's that communal experience uh, that you mm-hmm. that you just can't duplicate at home. As, oh, yeah. as uh, Emily Blunt pointed out, you want to jump and gasp. And I think, uh, especially with a scary movie, that's part of the fun of of seeing a scary oh, movie wow. in the theater, right? Loren is is like I I usually will, what'll happen is I'll get scared and then I start laughing pr- largely because of the reactions of other people. 
Well, I, I actually, I mean, how many times, yes, scary movies are excellent in theater, but then the comedies are too, because you might not find something funny, but someone else has a great laugh in the theater. So you start laughing at them. There's always some guy yelling, no, no, (laughs) when like something sneaks up on you. Mess, right? There's always that interactive guy or gal. So, I mean, the whole thing, that's what it's meant to be about. It's supposed to be, yes, I've watched a lot of TV and movies alone or with just a hit with just the people in my family, but, Oh, they're meant was, to be on that big screen, and I meant yeah. to be covered. I meant to have a greasy butter stain on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I've been thinking about the theater experience lately too. Just thinking back on some of the last movies I saw before the pandemic, and um, th- it was I saw. I remember going to see Ford versus Ferrari, and there were four guys beside me, and they were all I would say in their late fifties or so, and they were like car guys. And they clearly, there were guys that don't go to the movies a whole lot, but they went to this because it was about car racing and they liked it. And I've never seen people so into a movie as these four buddies in their late 50s were just uh, whooping and hollering and laughing. They were having such a great time. And then a couple of months after that, I, I remember going to see Little Women. And it, I went to a matinee and it was me and, honest to God, uh, 90% of the people in the theater were elderly women because it was a matinee and they were retired or whatever. And we all had a good cry at that. And when the movie was over, they were one lady was walking by me and she was like making, sh- she's looking at me and started talking and the look in her eye was like, are you okay, young man? Because you've been bawling your head off for the last half hour. We all heard. <laughs> I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to get my kids to start kicking the back of the couch. When I'm watching yeah, a movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you miss being around people. So it, I'm, I'm, I am encouraged at least by, you know, we saw with Godzilla versus Kong when that came out. It did big box office, relatively speaking, in North America for the number of theaters that are available. And huge box office internationally because the, there, were, there were people wondering, is this going to be it for the, like, is this pandemic going to kill going to the movies? But I think people are going to want to bounce back and go back back to the movies in a big way. So Quiet Place Part 2, May 28th is the release date. I guess we'll just have to rent it and watch it. In my case, I'll be watching it alone, which is not good. I don't like watching scary movies alone. No, I've actually had to... I I remember watching, I think it was the first, very first Saw. And... um, Oh, my God. I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself for a few days afterwards. (laughs) I was like... I'm just leaving the door open. Why is the door open? Because that movie is scary and I need to know you're here to save me from that experience. So, yeah. But you know what? Maybe you could have you tried watching a movie like via Zoom where you're all at least connected that way. Would that work? There are. Well, Netflix actually has a thing. Uh, I can't remember what they call it, a watch party. So, oh, you, yeah. it's not, you're not connected by video, but you can chat with somebody while you're watching it. But yeah, I guess you could you could just pull up a Zoom or a, a the house party app yeah. or Teams or whatever. I'd be happy to do that with you and you could just hear me go, oh, oh Brett, Brett, no, Brett, <laughs> Brett, oh God, Brett, Brett, is someone going to die? Someone's going to die, aren't they? Who's dying? Just what you need. Another way for somebody to ask you, what, what's going on? Who is that? <laughs> what? Who, who's he married to? Just shut what, up what already. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we like it better alone. Now we've circled Fult right back to the, you know what? Like, let's just sit on the couch and watch this one alone. What, what's going on here? Uh, I should also just quickly, um, very quickly mention Netflix. There's a new show starting today called Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. It's an eight episode superhero show. It's aimed at a mature audience. I watched it full review in the Couch Potatoes podcast, which is now available. I loved it. I can't recommend it enough in spite of the fact that when I checked Rotten Tomatoes this morning,
morning. Not the best reviews. To them, I say, boo on you. Boo earns to your bad reviews. Jeff Twin Braun, Towers uh, 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 favorable or not? Uh, like acceptable for them? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think oh, so. Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure, right. yeah. It's not, uh, it's just, it's more adult. Somebody described it as this is us with capes. And I, I think that's a pretty good description. So uh, that's available on Netflix now. It's called Jupiter's Legacy. Couch Potatoes podcast now available. And it airs Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 6 on 680 CJOB. Jeff Braun, thank you very much, sir. You betcha. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, one of the things we're talking about today on 680 CJOB is mental health. We're continuing that conversation. On Wednesday, we talked about how, for a lot of us, our emotions are just kind of bubbling at the surface like a Spence Brothers pizza. Well, today we're going to talk about mental health at the workplace and what is the culture at your workplace. At 8.37, we are going to speak to an expert on this, our employer's getting better at saying take a mental health day and we have received some great feedback on this Loren at 204-780-6868 from both sides of the fence yeah both sides coming at us here and, and I appreciate where everyone's coming from it's hard to admit where you're at and maybe it's not taking a mental health day maybe it's just saying when you're sick you're sick it doesn't matter what kind of wellness state you're at physically or mentally if I'm calling in sick does it matter what kind of sickness I'm feeling? If we're treating both the same, then let's treat them the same. This comes from one listener who wrote to say, I was brave enough to be honest with my employer that I was experiencing burnout and asked for additional resources so that I could reduce the hours to a regular 40-hour work week instead of working countless overtime hours week over week. What I received for my honesty was losing my job. I laid out a plan for the employer, but it did not matter. It was viewed that I was not competent and they only have high performers on the team. Some employers also need to recognize that mental health is just as important than physical health. And when we expressed to them our concern about that, they went on to say, I'm still recovering from burnout. Doctors said it could be 8 to 12 months for my brain to fully recover. I have short-term memory loss, cannot focus, and the most simple decisions are difficult. It is very frustrating as I was a high-functioning killer executor. Good news, you can recover from burnout have to say listening to CJOB every morning starts my day out positively and uh, Greg we were so sorry to hear that to, to think that you went and said hey can we work together on this to find a way for me to be successful in my workplace for my brain and my mental health and my heart and my soul and that's where they ended up not having a job anymore yeah you know the disconnect uh, sometimes is shocking the fact that we don't realize that mental health is physical health and that it translates into better employees healthy employees no matter what the cause of their unwellness uh you need to in my opinion once again and i think in the opinion of most people now you, you need to to work to help those individuals through those those health issues um this from a business owner, I'm cringing reading it, um, but I am going to read it out loud. As a business owner, I cringe every time I hear media discuss mental health. It has become the new excuse for absentee of the 21st century. I think he meant to say absenteeism. I am sure there are some legitimate cases, but my bet, just another excuse haven't heard much on business owners' mental health issues. Yes, we often suffer, often suffer in silence. Suck it up. It's what our forefathers would have done. Our forefathers knew very little about PTSD. 
They knew very little about bipolar disorder. They knew very little about mental health and the connection to your physical health. And, and I just, not surprised, uh, but uh, my heart hurts uh, to know that there are people that still carry these opinions out there. It, it, I, I will say I can empathize at the very least because if because every uh, business owner, I'm sure, has to deal with people who game the system, right? I, mean, mm-hmm. I have I have taken sick days in past jobs when I wasn't sick. I just didn't feel like going to work. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to work. I'm going to call in sick because I can. It was a unionized job. I didn't even have to speak to anybody. I just called and I left a voicemail, said I'm not coming in today. And, uh, and I didn't feel... I, I, I feel guilty about it now. So it, now that we're talking about mental health and, and, and encouraging it, is this something that could be a problem that businesses have to face with people just saying, you know what, I need a mental health day when really they just want to, I don't know, go get their nails done or something. But wouldn't those then same you have people another, be calling then you have in sick anyway? Issue then. Yeah, you, you, have, you have an employee who doesn't want to be in your workplace. You might want to figure out that. Fine, they might take advantage or game the system. I think that is super rare where it's happening. And that person, if they're not calling in to admit where they're at with their mental health, is just going to call in sick. Period. And by sick, you know, they're going to make up an excuse. I have the flu and we don't want that either. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, a reminder, we've been celebrating mom with Namath Diamonds all week, finding qualifiers for the $500 gift card. We're giving that away at 9.15. Michelle Trudeau, Janine Pistaka, Sandy Gregory and Karen Durand are four qualifiers one of you is going to get that prize so we'll give that away just after 9 15 and in our next half hour we're going to continue the conversation on workplace mental health and the culture as it continues to change and evolve but in the meantime we start this half hour with the warnings that have been coming from inside the healthcare system for weeks the worst is yet to come and we may not have the resources greg to handle it Yeah, this past weekend, infectious disease expert and critical care specialist Dr. Anand Kumar told Global News, quote, hospitals are dreading another surge. He re-emphasized that statement yesterday with Richard and Julie on the news. And last night on Twitter, a tweet so powerful, we shared it with one another twice. uh, This is from Claire R.N. This is her bio. And it says in part, longtime Winnipegger, P-A-C-U nurse, former I-C-U nurse, nursing 22 years, Loren. Yeah, and that tweet went, every nurse in my department that has I-C-U training is being redeployed to I-C-U starting Monday. Few details yet for schedule and orientation. I'm out of I-C-U for almost eight years, she writes, but still working in acute care I-C-U overflow. So I'm not as rusty as some. Can't stop crying. Tsunami is coming, she writes. Darlene Jackson is the head of the Manitoba Nurses Union and joins us now. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning. That was a hard tweet to read. And as Greg said, we shared it in our inner circle chat a couple times last night because it was a real blow to the psyche. I can only imagine what your people are feeling. Are these emotions of dread expressed like that in that tweet common amongst nurses right now? Oh, yes. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, nurses under, I mean, we know wave three is here and wave three is going to be, um, I believe, bigger than wave two. And we're going into wave three with exhausted, burnt out, traumatized nurses and that have had no chance to uh, rest and rejuvenate going into this. 
So we're, we're behind the eight ball going into wave three with nurses. What do you know about redeployment of nurses from other departments into the ICU? It's beginning all, uh, all over the city. They're redeploying uh, nurses from one facility to the other. Uh, they're rede- redeploying nurses from within, within facilities from uh, the units they work on to ICUs. And um, that was a really, really uh, um, specific and very uh, real quote from Claire because for nurses that have worked ICU in the past, uh, and they are pulling nurses who have uh, been out of ICU for 8, 10, 15, 16 years. The, the technology, has, technology has changed. The equipment has changed. The policy have cha- has changed. Everything has changed. And it's like taking someone and dropping them into a foreign country uh, where the language is different, where the uh, population is different, the culture is different, and you don't know the geography anymore. And not only are you trying to deal with that, but you're also trying to provide patient care at the same time. And for nurses, it is extremely worrying that they are not able to provide the care that we know we should be providing in those situations. Darlene, we've discussed this in the past. Nursing is sort of a calling, right? So this isn't just assembling uh, widgets on an assembly line. For somebody that goes into nursing, it's because they care. They have a a certain attitude towards life and the way they approach things. And we received this text message from Joan earlier this morning. Her daughter is a nurse. And I just want to read part of this because I think this is a a part of what your members must be feeling right now because we're not starting from zero like we did, say, in October or September or even back last March and April. This is what Joan says. My daughter is one of those nurses. She is already exhausted. She has a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Her husband is a paramedic. They are suffering the collateral damage of waves one and two already. The cracks are there from what they have come through so far. The selfish public have no idea what these people are going through. Well, that's also uh, a text that's very difficult to read, but it is it is so, so true. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I got a message from a nurse who said to me, 28 years I've worked in healthcare." I've been redeployed to ICU, uh, a field where I've never worked before, but I've been redeployed as an extender, which means you're helping the ICU nurse so that the ICU nurse can go from a patient load that they should be working one-to-one to to one-to-four patients, one-to-five patients. And you're in there as their helper. And she said, at the end of this, I am changing careers. 28 years and I'm done. And we are in a critical nursing shortage, and that's why we're moving resources. That's why we're playing this big shell game. At the end of the day, shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic isn't going to fix this nursing shortage, uh, and it isn't going to address our retention and recruitment issues. Darlene, I just want to jump in. Uh, Apologies for interrupting because I'm sorry to hear about that nurse who would be done after spending so many years in the system. We just now have heard that at 10.30 today, Brian Pallister will be holding a news conference. And then at 12.30, we'll hear from Dr. Jazz Atwal and Lynette Siragusa, whether that's about more restrictions, whether that's also about this redeployment. I'm just curious. We did do this redeployment in the second wave, did we not? We did move nurses over. How is this one different? Um. Uh, we did move nurses over, and I think that that's part of the that's part of the traumatization that 
that nurses saw because we saw nurses in areas that they were not familiar with, that they didn't feel confident providing care, and in especially in long-term care and ICUs, we saw many, many, many patients die. And that is that was absolutely traumatizing for nurses in long-term care and for nurses in the ICUs and on the COVID units. It's traumatizing to see that many deaths. And no one has had a chance to... Uh, to actually deal with that. We're just forging into wave three, carrying all that baggage with us. Darlene Jackson, head of the Manitoba Nurses Union, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We appreciate the time. Thank you. And I don't really, you know, you you want to offer words of encouragement, right? But I feel like that would almost be condescending or whatever to just say something like hang in there. So I guess maybe instead I'll just say to nurses, you are appreciated you know greg referenced the calling uh the work that you do you know i when i was in when i my dad was in hospital i watched so many amazing nurses take care of him and uh my i can't ever thank you enough for what you do so i know this is tough and uh, i just hope you're okay have you ever called in sick when there was nothing physically wrong with you if so, what was the response? Yeah. Do you think a sick day is just for aches and pains, for a flu or cold? Or are you comfortable calling in and saying you're sick when it's your mental health that's struggling? And are workplaces getting better with that conversation? Or is it still a challenge to admit when you need a break for perhaps another reason? Marianne Baton is the Director of Collaboration Strategy, Workplace Strategies for Mental Health at Canada Life. And she's worked hard to change the way we look at our wellness in the workplace. And we wish her good morning. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning. Nice to be back with you. Well, thanks for taking the time because this has generated a whole host of reactions and we appreciate where all people are coming from uh, because it's a struggle. I think it's still very hard to call in sick without thinking it has to, you know, be my ears, nose, my stomach, maybe a broken leg kind of thing. Well, you know, one of the comments you made is if it's not physical, but mental health is physical. It is the brain. That is part of our physicality. And it can affect us. It affects our ability to focus. It affects our energy level. It affects our body. And so CMHA says there's no health without mental health. And it's so true. And one of the beauties of what's happening right now is that people are starting to really make that connection between mental health and our ability to work. Marianne, how do we approach a a business owner with this take? It was texted to us earlier and we read it on the air, but I want to read it for you here. As a business owner, I cringe every time I hear media discuss mental health. It has become the new excuse for absenteeism here in the 21st century. I am sure there are some legitimate cases, but my bet, just another excuse haven't heard much on business owners' mental health issues. Yes, we often offer and often, gee whiz, suffer in silence. Suck it up. It's what our forefathers would have done. Well, it's true. And then we would say, well, our forefathers had a nervous breakdown or they weren't able to continue or they had a heart attack because they never took care of their mental health. But I do agree that too often leaders and business owners feel like they have to suck it up. But it's to the detriment of their own health and often to the detriment of the business. If we could all be mindful 
of our mental health and our energy, we're all going to be more productive. I took a week off work and it did so much for me, even though I can't go anywhere. It just allowed me to replenish my energy so that the work I do now is more productive. One of the things we, Greg, Loren and I talked about this week, they, they helped sort of walk me through it because I couldn't, from just for me personally, I couldn't figure out what the difference would be if I needed to take a mental health day or if I just needed to take a vacation day. And, and we sort of came to a conclusion on that. So thanks, Greg and Loren. But in your estimation, uh, what would the difference be? Well, I think the the point is that if an employer's underlying intention is to help support someone to be successful at work, that first of all, you have a psychologically safe environment so that when they're at work, they're optimizing their energy. But secondly, that you understand that the ebb and flow of life for everyone goes up and down and taking time to replenish is the best investment in your employees in some cases. So the difference between taking a mental health break and a vacation is where you're at before it happens and whether or not it's a physical um, issue in terms of depression, burnout, anxiety that you really need to do something about. This is one of the things that we really encourage. If you need to take a mental health day, then it's not to sit at home and watch television. It's to do what you need to do to be well. Just like if we have a cold, we're going to do what we need to do to deal with the symptoms, deal with the illness. I was talking, Marianne, about this idea that maybe a silver lining, if they're, you know, if we're searching for silver linings these days out of this pandemic, is that because so many people are struggling right now, uh, you know, the phrase, the struggle is real. Well, it's real for all of us. And it, it has different, you know, points in it where it might be harder for someone else. Someone might have lost their job. The business might have, have been forced to close. You might have lost a loved one in this last year, either to COVID or something else. You can't see them. You can't have a funeral. You can't do all these things. So there's so many people who are struggling that because of that, we're all sort of just admitting to that more, which I think in the long run will be positive. I'm curious what you're hearing from workplace employers as to whether they're now admitting they need to have those better conversations, you know, turning to their entire staff and say, hey, like, when you're not doing well, say it, because I now understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it it is a silver lining, Lauren, that, and you know, the way that I say it is that I worry that I manifested the pandemic because I kept hoping that people would make that connection between their mental health, their energy, their focus, their productivity, their creativity. And this pandemic has really increased the number of individuals who get it now and really see it. In fact, we did a survey and the the people that responded said that over 68% of employers are actually being supportive. So a majority of employers are understanding we are getting text messages as well. One, uh, this one, you know, sort of contrasts the other one I read for you, Marianne. And that's a fact that uh, had a business owner who said that they've implemented uh, PD days. It's five days. You don't have to tell me what it's for. You want to sit home and you mentioned watch TV. You can do that. You want to go fishing, do it. If you're sick, you're sick. doesn't matter yeah. what form of illness that takes. You've got five days to 
to manage as you wish. How common is that becoming? Do you know, I keep hearing about really creative ways that employers are helping, giving everybody a day off, um, maybe staggered in order to keep the business going, but saying, no, I want you to take this day on me and it's for you to refresh. But this um, idea of personal days is really gaining traction as well. And it's to take away the stigma So, you know, is it vacation? Is it a personal day? It doesn't really matter. The idea is the employer saying, take the time. I expect that you will take care of your well-being so that I have um, a great employee, that I care about you as a human as well as you as someone that's going to work for me. Well, we thank you so much for your insight, as always, Marianne. Uh, We appreciate the time. And uh, have a good weekend. Great. Always a pleasure. Take care now. Marianne Bainton, Director of Collaboration and Strategy, Workplace Strategies for Mental Health at Canada Life. And, of course, you can weigh in at 204-780-6868. Or if you want to send us an email, mackling at cjob.com, mcnab at cjob.com, or brett at cjob.com. Mackling McGarry and McNabb, on the lighter side of things this morning, one of the things we have been talking about and asking you about, who is your favorite movie mom? And Loren, one of yours, was Leslie Mann's character. And what was that movie? This is 40? This is 40, yeah. And it's uh, it's more, not it's about being a mom and dad and with all sorts of challenging situations. And by challenging, I just mean you got kids and you got money struggles and life struggles, but they also say some hilarious things to one another. And Greg, you uh, you went with Leah Thompson's character in Back to the Future. I did. And I uh, don't want anybody to judge me for that. She just, you know, I'm just at the, the perfect age. Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies of all time. Leah Thompson, always one of my favorite actresses in that era. And uh, that scene when Marty wakes up in her in his mom's bedroom 30 years earlier, it, traveling back in time is just one of the classic uh, comedy film moments of all time. And uh, uh, what can you say about Michael J. Fox? He, he really helps make that scene. Oh, he was he's so brilliant in that. Uh, and one of my favorite movies of all time, too. And one of our listeners, and I'm just trying to find or rediscover the text, but one of our listeners has made a great suggestion. Uh, favorite mom movie, Tia Leone's character in Family Man. Before we play that clip, have either of you seen The Family Man starring Nicolas Cage and Tia mm-hmm. Leone? Yep. Yeah, what did you did you like it? I liked it. I, I it was yeah, I liked it. If I recall correctly, I feel differently about Nicolas Cage now than I did 15 years ago. So I'm not sure yes. if I would like it again. If that makes sense, <laughs> yes. Like he bugs yes. me for just the different choices he's made in movies, and so now you don't. But I liked that movie. It was really he changed. Like he went he went back in time or went into a different time dimension or whatever in terms of being. He's this rich guy, right? And then, if, am I remembering this right? Yeah, and he's a rich guy, and then he gets like, hit by a car, right? and he, and he gets he gets sent back to be the husband and father of a family he never had in his real life, but the family he might have had had he made different choices. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, it was kind of it's a Christmas movie, and it's kind of like uh, you, you it must have been inspired by a Christmas Carol kind of thing. It's uh, uh, so he's. 
here he is. Uh, he's he's essentially just landed in this family life, and the mom, Taylioni, is taking a shower here. You know, just see that guy. So she's singing and dancing in the shower, and he's looking at her like, uh, hello. That baby's crying. <laughs> Don't give me that look, Jack. Tuesday's your day, and you know it. And listen, try and get Josh to daycare on time, okay? Back to the shower she goes. <laughs> yeah, he's because uh, he's suddenly got kids, and he's like, ah, uh, that thing is crying, that baby's crying. Now what do I do here? And uh, she's like, whoa, hang on, now we got a deal. Tuesdays are my day. I'm taking a long shower. Heck, I might actually pee without someone watching me. You know? <laughs> uh, is that a thing that uh, one when they're little? Oh my mm-hmm. lord! Mm-hmm. Yes, you're just you're like the door is closed. Hey, hey, mom! Especially when they're really little, they just roll in, stand there, stare at you. And now I have to admit, Moose does that all the time. Oh. If I don't latch the door properly, and also I'm like, mm-hmm. why is there? And then he sits down comfortably on the like toilet carpet and just watches you. And you're like, this is I don't I'm not uh, I'm not liking this. I'm not loving the whole oh, wa- being watched. I had a mouthful of water when you said that, Loren. It was uh, everything I could do not to spit it all over my two computers here. So um, I managed to stop. But yes, uh, the uh, solitude, the solitude that the bathroom typically offers isn't always there when you're a parent of a dog or a child, Brett McGarry. So uh, once again... uh, I think you maybe you've made some really solid choices in your life. <laughs> I'm quite content being on my own. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, a reminder. In our next segment, we will reveal who is taking home that $500 gift card from Namath Diamonds as we've been celebrating mom all week. And you give us so many great stories, but there can be only one. Question of the day at cjob.com, brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first, you'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace, 204-832-6243. Wales has lowered the voting age to 16, hoping to get teens involved at an earlier age. What do you think about the possibility for Canada? Not for it, too young, or I like it, youth needs a voice. 83% say not for it, too young. Cast your vote, cjob.com. Again, for Mr. Furnace, don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace, 204-832-6243. Shop Local is a tune being sung ever louder during the pandemic. Local business so critical to our economy, Brett, and I think some of Winnipeg's most successful businesses we know they started out as small businesses. One of our local professional sports franchises is now teaming up with a national brand to help small business take another step in their growth. And Greg, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Pearlator are launching this new initiative to help small business in Manitoba. Yeah, it's called the Small Business Showcase, and it will result in one small business winning, get this, a $50,000 Blue Bomber sponsorship package for the 2021 season. Wade Miller, as you may know, is the president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club. Good morning, Wade. Good morning. Thanks for taking some time with us today. Uh, Maybe if we get some time, we'll ask you for your uh, favorite mom movie. But uh, before we do this, tell us a little bit more 
about the program and, and why you're doing it. I think it's an outstanding initiative. Well done. Yes, it's, uh, you know, great to partner with Pure Leader, um, you know, to f- uh, focus on uh, small business and, you know, find one lucky small business that uh, is going to win a $50,000 corporate partnership with the Winnipeg Football Club this year uh, that Pure Leader is, uh, is going to uh, look after. And then also the top five finalists will each receive a, a $500 shipping credit uh, from Pure Leader. So, um, it's uh, a great initiative. It focuses on uh, you know what what makes our economy go, and that's small business in our province, um, where Pure Leader is uh, is <clears throat> connected with and uh, is important in the Winnipeg Football Club as well. So um, you know, and that package uh, for the Small Business Showcase winner is a video a video board corner advertising in the stadium, hundred thousand website ad impressions on BlueBombers.com spotlight article in the bluebombers.com um you know custom jerseys and and a bunch of different other things as well so it's just a great initiative that uh, pure later uh, stepped up and said hey let's do something different for small business this year so if i'm a small business owner listening to this right now and i'm thinking this i gotta get in on this how do they do that they go to bluebombers.com and uh just fill in your application there and it'll walk you through all the uh dates and uh when everything needs to be submitted by uh, May 26th is the last day to put your submission in. The top five finalists will then be selected, and then uh, out of those top five finalists, uh, there'll be one winner for that uh, $50,000 partnership this year with the Winnipeg Football Club. Wade, you run a business, which is the Winnipeg Football Club, and we know it's been a year like, like no other, but you're, you're an entrepreneur at heart. I mean, you're a football player. Uh, that, that might be how people know you at the beginning, but you've run several businesses over the years. I mean, um, there's a special kind of spirit that is required to run a business at any time, but what are you hearing from businesses right now as we were well past a year into this pandemic? Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, you're right. Uh, you know, it still have... Uh, couple of their businesses obviously outside of the Winnipeg Football Club that you know proud uh, you know proud that we've started and you know uh, some uh, as 20 years old now uh, but you know big challenge for entrepreneurs big challenge for small business owners uh, out there uh, navigating through COVID uh, there's been some winners but there's also been a ton of uh, um, you know companies that are struggling and uh, different industries as well uh, but everybody's having to deal with COVID, uh, and it is a big challenge for businesses, big challenge for employees, and, uh, you know, the spirit of that entrepreneur uh, will get them through um, and and working hard with uh, their staff. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, you see people rise up to the occasion, and, and I know that's what I've seen in my businesses outside of the football club and the staff here at the Winnipeg Football Club, but everybody's just having to figure out a way to do it differently and make it through so yeah go ahead wade continue oh i i was gonna say and you know we can see there's light at the end of the tunnel here now which is good because i'm not sure this could go on much longer and uh you know and not have more of a dramatic impact yeah no question well said wade and uh yeah and being a obviously associated with the football club uh, for a small business going to really raise their profile as well. So go to bluebombers.com for this. And uh, Wade, before we let you run mother's day, Sunday, we've been talking about our favorite moms in movies. Have you got one for us? I, you know, I don't. You asked that at the beginning, told me you were going to do that. And the whole <laughs> like, time oh. I'm sitting here going, uh, <laughs> I got nothing. 
<laughs> Does it make you? Brett said Stifler's mom. If you wanted to go on a character that uh, made us all laugh this morning, so it could be really anything. But yes, yeah, I you wonder. I, I think I'm going to stay away from that one. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure he's going to be called in to speak to somebody after that <laughs> choice of uh, movies. Uh, wow, Wade yeah. Miller, president. Hey, nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Wade. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Have a great weekend, guys. Wayne Miller is president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club. Joining Poor us guy, live. whole interview is sweating, eh? Like Googling movie moms. <laughs> How would you do that? I got I want to talk about what small a, business. Geez. Now I'm sweating what, it out. What are you going to say? <laughs> well, that's a tough... I had to think about that one. Mm-hmm. I struggled to think about that. But we got some great text on that. So thanks, as always, for your feedback. McGarry and McNabb, it is time to find out who is taking home the $500 gift card. Celebrate mom with Namath Diamonds. All week long, we've been talking about different mom-related topics heading into Mother's Day, and it has been so much fun and so emotional and passionate and inspirational, and thank you very much for all the stories you've shared. Our four qualifiers, Michelle Trudeau, Janine Pastaka, Sandy Gregory, and Karen Durand, it is time to find out which one gets the prize. So, Jeff Forte, if you please. Now we just hope she answers. Hello? Hello? Hi, is that Karen? Ah! <laughs> it is. It's me. I was just like, oh, my God. Don't pick me. I'm too nervous. Okay. I'm in the phone ring. Uh, yes, Ka- it's me. <laughs> okay, no, Karen, it's it's actually Santa Lucia Pizza calling. We're just trying to confirm your order. Well, you know what I said to my husband? I said, oh, if I don't win, we're, we're going to Santa Lucia Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd be fine with that too, Brett. <laughs> Karen, yeah. Duran, oh, congratulations. Great. You have won the $500 gift card oh, from Namath Diamonds. I don't believe it. I'm just the most unlucky person in the world, and I finally won. This is my time. That's just great. And thank you to you guys and Namath Diamonds and happy Mother's Day to all the other mothers out there as we celebrate a COVID Mother's Day. And make wow, the best that sounded it. like a prepared <laughs> statement, Karen. Well <laughs> done off know, the top of your head. I said, just in case they call me, I have to say something and not talk like I've got more wolves in my mouth. So, yeah. You, you texted him with such a great talk. text, but you also mentioned in your text, Karen, I mean, you're working two jobs during COVID until your primary job of 27 years gets busier. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're yeah. on the go. Yeah. I haven't been shopping in a long time. So thank you. This is, you just made my day and you made this year a little sweeter. Thank you so much. Karen, you yeah. also <laughs> said your mom can cook and bake better than my mom. Or you said that I about. Can. Uh... My mom can. My mom can cook better than anybody's mom out there. <laughs> Well, Karen, thank you very much for participating. You said that you've every time you try to call, you always end up being like the caller number eight when we need caller number nine. So we're glad to start. Caller number one, and you want number five. <laughs> Sometimes being the first out of the gate isn't the best thing. But in it's this case, uh, in this case, yesterday was so hard to choose a winning text. But uh, you won the day. You win the prize. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you all so much. Love you, CJOB staff and family. Bye for now. That uh, makes me very happy. 
And well done. And uh, condolences to Karen and her family as well. They, Karen said she lost her uncle on Wednesday. So uh, lots of thoughts uh, going out uh, to Karen and, and uh, her her loved ones as uh, they look ahead to Mother's Day. It, you would well, Karen was fantastic for mm. someone who was so nervous. Now the dilemma. Do you use that card for you? Do you use it for your mom? Do you split no, it? No, you know. You gotta. You gotta spoil yourself. That's the intention she, here, I, isn't it? I hope she does. But, you know, people. she also loves her mom so much she might want to spoil her mom. And now... Boy, it sucks for everybody next year because next year you got to really step up for Mother's Day if she's going to be. <laughs> might be sending a, a jewelry really high shopping. Bar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that macaroni right. necklace isn't going to go very far <laughs> next year. <laughs> so again, thank you to all, for all of your stories. Uh, and I just want to quickly say, like, the last year obviously has stunk. The, my favorite part of my day, my favorite part of my job, is the stories that you have told us on our text line. The stuff that you guys share with us is just remarkable and incredible. And I'm, I am very grateful to be sitting in the chair in where I'm sitting. And I'm pretty sure I speak uh, for Loren and Greg as well. We are so appreciative of being a part of our family. So thank you for everything you bring to our lives. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Normally we do this just after 9 o'clock on Fridays, but we spoke to Wade Miller, Winnipeg Blue Bombers at 9. So at 9.36, we say hello to Gabrielle Marchand. Global News Morning, 6 to 9, weekdays on Global Winnipeg. It's our weekly Gab with Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Hi, good morning. Happy Friday. Thank goodness it is here. Big TGIF in capital letters, everyone. For sure, as we and especially as we head into a big weekend, Mother's Day on Sunday. So we've been celebrating Mom all week long. Congratulations again, by the way, to Karen Durand, who is the winner of Celebrate Mom with Namath Diamonds. Scored herself a $500 gift card for Namath Diamonds. Now, Gabby, we understand that uh, you had a really fun moment yesterday with your mom. I love my mom. Can I just start by saying that? She is so wonderful. Her name's Jill. I call her Jilly Beans. We talk on the phone a lot. And uh, lately I've been trying this thing where I send her memes. She's usually pretty happening with texts. Like she kind of texts like a 13-year-old. Like you instead of Y-O-U and like T-T-Y-L. And she's very hip. But the memes don't seem to be registering because no matter what I sent her, I sent her one about Tilda Swinton and dry shampoo, and she just responded, yikes, exclamation mark. Then I sent her one about Flintstones vitamins, yikes, exclamation mark. So now her go-to for memes is just, yikes, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> How is she with the emojis? I have a friend's mom who I love to text because I get the prayer hands, a high five, a bouquet, a glass of wine. Like it's, just, it's just littered with emojis. I don't think she's actually figured out how to use the emoji. She has an Android phone, so it's a little bit more complicated sure. in all fairness to her. But she's really good at the L-U-V space U. Love you. Oh, cute. Like I'm, a youth. I'm just trying to find these memes. So Tilda Swinton dry shampoo. Is that the one that says how many days in a row can you use dry shampoo instead of actually washing your hair? Yes, that's an accurate description of my entire life. So, <laughs> uh, Loren, do you like the dry sh- You've, I think you actually had some at the station, did you not? Dry shampoo? Yeah. Because sometimes you wake up and then you go look in the mirror in the washroom around 8 a.m. And you're like, that is some greasy situation. You didn't see it 4 a.m. So, yes, I do use it. I have overused it in the past year. Uh, Perhaps I should use it a little more. We had a video 
conference call a few weeks ago, one of our news meetings, and someone said, oh, you look great. You're just out of the shower. And I was like, no. And then I realized that it was just because my hair had not been showered in so long that it looked rough. And the thing is, over winter, you use the toque so much. Like, it's such an excuse to just let her, let her box, so to speak. <laughs> So it's, I, as I say this, I wonder how I ever got married. City slicker look. That's a hot look right now, Loren. I don't know. I think you're just, you're trendy. I think so. (laughs) I think you need a larger collection of ball caps, Loren. Just shift from toques to ball caps. You'll be, you'll be fine. I don't look good in ball cap. I don't look good in the ball cap. My head's too big. No, I got a really, really? In, no, but I don't need anyone texting in. Yes, your ego is too big. I mean, my head <laughs> physically is large. Huh. All, all right. right. Well, all right. I think, you, the, okay, ball cap uh, conversation will put on hold. <laughs> hey, G- Gabby, uh, my dad, I, I, I bug my dad all the time. He'll do the TY for thank you. It's like, dude, what else have you got going on today? Like, did you have to abbreviate your your thank you to two letters? Like, you've got all the time in the world. You should be writing soliloquies to me instead of breaking it down to T-Y. What's up with that? He really saved that 25 seconds there, though. Yeah, for what, though? That's my question. Hey, uh, so we've been doing a lot of conversations (laughs) about moms all week. And uh, some of the other topics... A time when your mom mommed hard and came through for you in a big way. I have a feeling you might have a Jill story that coincides with this topic that we discussed one of the days this week. I won't even try and venture a guess as to which day we did that. I I do. And I hope this is okay. I mean, whatever. We all had a past. We were all young people, young, reckless teens at one time. My mom had to pick me up from an RCMP detachment. I wasn't, just to be clear, I wasn't charged with anything. But uh, she did have to pick me up from an RCMP detachment when I was a teenager. And don't get me wrong, like the ride home was extremely awkward, as was the conversation the next day. But the fact that she picked me up and then had a sensible discussion with me about where my life was headed with a little bit too much teenage partying, you know, she really, I feel like even when she was tough on me, it was a good type of tough. Like they were bigger conversations. It wasn't just punishment. It was like, let's talk about what's actually happening here. So that's a solid mom moment right there. Amazing. Well, I think as a, like, like Brett, as a parent, all I want for my kids is to know, like if they're in, in trouble and they need to call me, they can call me whenever they want. And, it, and if you blow that, and I don't know what your mom and dad were like, Brett, but, you know, if you blow that one time, then that radio silence is not the better alternative, right? Oh, my dad, uh, he was he was the guy, if I, you know, when I needed some, like, someone to come help me, it was always my dad. He was, he was always say, if you would call me whenever, it doesn't matter what time it is. I don't care if it's two, three in the morning, just call if you ever need me. My mom was like the, the fun one. <laughs> whenever I, whenever she had to be the one to come get me or something, <laughs> she would just be annoyed. I remember I, like, I, I sprained my ankle and had to go to the hospital and she came to pick me up and she was just irritated with me. Like, how, how did you hurt yourself? <laughs> and I thought, uh, 
I love you, mom, but I wish dad was here right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was thinking your mom because she's the she was the fun one, Brett. That she would be calling your dad at the same night to come pick her up. You know, like just the same kind of thing going on. She was enjoying herself, and so then <gasps> Gore would just do two two pickups in one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that would that would have been great, and my dad would have been there for both. Right. Um, but how about mom's recipes? We always talk about food. Yes, ooey gooey mac and cheese. It is decadent. It has so many types of cheese in it and also a little bit of mustard powder, um, breadcrumbs on top. Mm. I, there's nothing. It's just a comfort food, right? I think of my mom. I think of cozy, warm feelings and cozy, warm food. That's And I, I still make it now as an adult, and it makes me think of my mom every time. And the secret is use that tricolori pasta that has the spirals. The, the rainbow the pasta. The, the rainbow pasta. Yeah, the rainbow the rainbow swirly, the swirly whirls. Uh, this is a. Come on. How do you Hold spell on. that? Spell this for me. <laughs> tree, T R I, colore. Colore, I guess I should say. C O L O R E. Tree colore. <laughs> We're all just looking up this pasta. I think it's oh. tree colore. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, I like. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I could be down with that because I like the texture of those noodles. That's what it's all about. Uh-huh. What about you guys? Any, any recipes? Let me live vicariously through your eating. Uh, my mom made, uh, well, <laughs> we actually had a pretty fun conversation yesterday uh, when the topic of lasagna came up because pretty much we've come to learn that everyone's mom makes the best lasagna on planet Earth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I think that speaks to mom's cooking, right? It does, you know, it, it, when it's good, then it's great because it's from your mom. Uh, my mom didn't cook everything great. Like she would always burn scrambled eggs. So I didn't actually like it when she made scrambled eggs, but her lasagna was tremendous. Chicken Parmesan. Uh, her chicken Parmesan was legendary with my friends uh, because of my 30th birthday where she came through for me. She mommed hard and set up a scavenger hunt for me and my buddies to go all through Transcona. And then when we were done, she prepared this feast and everybody just, ra- they still like 13 years later talk about my mom's chicken Parmesan. So, oh, nice. Yeah. How about you, Loren? Oh, I'm sorry. Ever since she mentioned the pasta, I've been Googling recipes and I'm looking at like <laughs> creamy, creamy penne tricolori pasta right now. So I'm not, but we did, we had a competition, Gabby, about our moms and our lasagnas. I think that's kind of where we, we left it at. I don't really remember. I talked about gravy, struggling to make a good gravy. And mom, my mom is just excellent at that. Like just, an, I should get her to come and just, can you freeze? Can you bulk Somehow. freeze gravy? Oh, Greg, you you worked in restaurants. Can can gravy be frozen? Absolutely. Like I've frozen little amounts. I'm just wondering if I had like a tub of it, like a side (laughs) freezer. Like it's the whole freezer dedicated to different kinds of gravy. (laughs) The chicken gravy, the turkey gravy, the beef gravy. gravy, Yeah, oh, that sounds great. Poutine gravy. You've got a hot tub. Loren, don't you have a hot tub out back? Could you an re- empty one right now that's could, not yeah, working. I yeah. could just, it's a storage unit. Yeah, retrofit that to be like cold storage for the gravy. Oh, the gravy. on it. Are you gravy looking for smart. a renter? Just I would love gravy. to move in. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat, the hot tub doesn't work. It hasn't worked for at least a year. So don't, you could live in it. Do you want to use that as your bedroom? <laughs> that's just your Auntie Gabby kid. She lives in the hot tub, eats gravy for every meal. <laughs> Uh, Gabrielle Marchand is host of Global News Morning weekdays 6 until 9 on Global Winnipeg and we talk to her every Friday to close out the show Gabby, thank you as always Have the best weekend you guys Loren, especially you as a mama and to all the mothers out there That's right, happy Mother's Day Loren Thank you 
Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.